Hello everyone, hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast. So, the Japanese are world-renowned to be very kind and helpful. But are they really? So that's what we explore in today's show. Uh, we also talk about some common scams that happen in Japan, some of which can happen to tourists too. So don't be too trusting to everyone when you visit Japan. And we received our first donation last week from Adrian Martin. So thank you very much, Adrian. That's, uh, that's really helpful. And we, uh, we're going to use that to further develop our podcast, make it better for you listeners. And it's going to help towards going to our running costs, which is uh, obviously very helpful. So yeah, so if you'd like to leave a donation, support the podcast, you'll find the link in the description. And like, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and social media you can find us there all right on with the show each knee sang hey bin man been pretty good i went to uh, my <clears throat> Daughter's Undokai last Saturday. Even though she's how old, how, how old you <laughs> she's a year and a half. <laughs> she, has a, she has an Undokai a year and a half. Yeah, so for people who don't know Undokai <laughs> is uh like sports day, sports <laughs> event. And she I mean last year was her first year, this year was her second year. She she participated in the first time when she was like six months old. <laughs> and uh it was basically like uh I mean, they have like a course that the kids do, but my wife basically had a carrier. And then this year, man, I feel really bad. I feel like we failed as parents, but she was like crying really hard uh, during her time. She's kind of younger in her class. And I didn't realize this, but her grandma, uh, my wife's mother, was like uh, a uh, nursery school teacher when she was young. And she was kind of talking about it. Afterwards, she wasn't like explaining what was going on, but she's kind of talking about it. And she was like, Yeah, these kids get actually really nervous. You don't realize it, but they're actually really nervous uh, for these big events because it's the first time like being in front of all these people they don't know and everyone's like cheering and everything. And then they also they've got to like go through this thing. Some like some kids, they as an observer, as a parent, I was just like, These kids don't know what they're going, what's going on. So they're yeah, probably that's like, what I would think, yeah. yeah. But actually, they are like getting really affected by the whole environment and stuff. <clears throat> And, uh, my wife, uh, helped her again this year too. Cause I was like recording with the video camera and, uh, yeah, she was crying quite a bit. And then I was just thinking about it afterwards and I was like, man, like maybe I should have been there cause she might've calmed down more. If she was like with her dad or she might've like felt more comfort, you know, if she was with her dad. Then went So you just filming her crying, <laughs> Basically, yeah, like zooming in on it, <laughs> laughing a little bit and stuff. But I mean, cause it was super cute, you know, cause every, every year there's like some kids that cry and some kids that cry like really hard. And, uh, this year that kid that was crying really hard was us. That was our kid, you know? Wow. Um, but it was like really cute and people are kind of like laughing and stuff. But yeah, afterwards I was kind of like, Man, like she didn't do that well, but then you think about it even more. I was like, man, it was my fault because I didn't like help. Anyways, but that's how you feel as a parent. But yeah. So what so what no kind problem. of events did they do? Uh, so this year, I mean, they did two. One was just like they started and they walked like to the finish. So it was pretty cute. Like wow, some kids ran, some kids. So they have like lanes like drawn out. Uh, no, not for the younger kids. I don't. 
And then the second event was like, uh, there was like three stages to it. The first stage they had to like, uh, what they do? Oh, they had to like walk on like a balance beam that was just like an inch off the floor or something. What? That's and, pretty uh, scary, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure all of them are going to fall off that, aren't they? Well, they can do that. Like the parents hold their hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> like, just like, just push them, yeah. <laughs> uh, the second one was like they both had to carry like a hula hoop together and like walk underneath like these streamers. And the last thing is they like had to uh, open these like doors on this like big dollhouse and pull out like a toy or something. Oh, yeah. nice. So it's definitely age appropriate, but yeah, you don't realize like some of the kids like ours. She's actually really young. She's the youngest in her class too. Uh, but yeah, they just like can feel this like tension and stress and stuff. Is there quite a lot of people there? Oh, yeah. It's like uh, they have it. I mean, they don't have it at the nursery school. They have it at a regular gymnasium at an elementary school and it was like packed oh wow because like all parents come plus like grandparents come yeah and uh, maybe some other members of the family come as well did stuff, they get so. did they get prizes and stuff yeah like uh she got like a bunch of toys and like a well basically participation medal because she yeah. didn't quite win <laughs> <laughs> was she happy at the end like when it was like when she got like her toys and a no she was still pretty like so she's cried during the whole time uh well she just had like a sad face at the end but i mean she cheered <laughs> up because it was over um and then like afterwards yeah when we went to eat and stuff she was like super happy and running around so i was like why weren't you like this like an hour ago <laughs> but i mean that's just how kids are and stuff wow. but, yeah undokai are like huge events in japan uh for all levels of school and they started so from school. literally from when Zero. they enter yeah. some kind of education is just undokais every year yeah, or every summer until they're even what university, maybe leave, leave high school. Yeah. Yeah. Man, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that happened. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, not much playing. I'm still not back at work yet. <laughs> man, I can't believe this, man. <laughs> I'm still on summer holiday. <laughs> And it's uh, well into September. So. Yeah. So, yeah, just been playing a lot of tennis, tennis during the daytime, uh, training jiu-jitsu. So I entered a tournament today. Oh, did so you the, enter that tournament? Yeah, yeah, the Sapporo one. Okay. So I put my details in. I think there's about, in my weight class, there's two other dudes from different gyms, which is kind of cool. But I also entered the open division, and I think the open division, there's about six or seven so far. And there's two other guys from our gym, but they're in different weight classes. So. Okay. I shouldn't meet them. Maybe in the open class, I might meet them. Did you? Uh, what you in? What uh, division? Adult or adult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I looked at them. There's no. I would be master two. I think because mm-hmm. I'm thirty seven. It's master two, right? I think so. So there's. I looked at master. There's no one in master two. There's. I think there's like a couple in master one or like one person in master one. Yeah, there's one dude there, but I just want to fight as many dudes as I can, really. So. Yeah, I bet that, but one of the guys in my division is a high school student. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. How did you know that? Because it is from, it has the name of his high school. Oh, he's okay. from, so he's not from a proper gym, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So there's two kids in the tournament that are from the same high school. So you're just going to be going like crazy hardcore practice for right up until the Yeah, time I don't know, man. Like, I've, this is like my second tournament ever. And my first one I had, I didn't really prepare for it, I didn't, didn't really know how to. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting some advice on how to prepare for it. What do yeah, you think? man, if you want to do some, like, individual training, man, we should definitely do that. Yeah, that'd be a good but, idea. but what do you think I should do? Like, um, it's only, like, maybe, like, a month away. 
Yeah, well, I think you should just get as much mat time as possible without getting injured is the biggest thing. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. What is, uh, what's what, the topic today? Yeah. What are we going to talk we about? We are talking about, um, are the Japanese really as kind as they are known to be? Ooh. What do you think? Do you think Japanese, I mean, they, obviously they, you know, when you're visiting, as a tourist, they usually come across as very helpful and very kind, right? You know, if you're looking for directions, they'll help you and they seem very hospitable in restaurants. <coughs> but I've seen, you know, when Japanese interact with each other, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much with foreigners, but, you know, for example, you see someone who maybe might be need help in a subway like going down the stairs or something they you know with luggage usually people won't help them to like carry their luggage down Mm -hmm. so i've seen that plenty of times i've seen i saw someone fall down um like an old lady fall down in the subway and like fall down in the subway like when i was moving or in the subway no sorry in a subway station you know like um yeah it wasn't on the subway it wasn't a subway station and no one helped her up, you know. And there was one time I was walking to school and there was like a bunch of students, high school students. And one of the students just fell over on the floor and all the other students just walked over her. Like, you know, she was, you know, she like grazed her knee and was kind of crying a little bit. And yeah, all the students just walked over her and I was, I was amazed. And so I, I went over and helped her up. And it was a bit weird because she, she seemed like really kind of embarrassed that, you know, I was trying to help her. That you were trying to help her. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, that maybe she wasn't expecting to be helped as well. Yeah. yeah. Have you experienced that before? Well, yeah. I've seen the people kind of trip uh, as they're walking upstairs uh, in the subway. And this is especially like during rush hour. Uh, so it's like, you know, dozens or a hundred people or something trying to get up these stairs. <clears throat> And yeah, just like you said, they'll just kind of reroute and go around the person or something. Yeah, yeah. until they recover. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen people like jump over people. <laughs> yeah, never. They <laughs> <laughs> hope you're in my way. <laughs> they never, and, and it's funny because they don't—they don't even just like say "dajobu" or something. Yeah, they yeah, don't even yeah. check, you know. But I think uh, part of it is like they're probably on schedule to get to work. That's um, true, but it, but it's like they don't even flinch when it happens, it's like, or they're not shocked or anything, and they just carry on almost like. It's normal, not, you know, they're, they're like expecting it. Just like ants or something. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Well, and, uh, I mean, we we're kind of talking about this before, but, uh, I mean, in when, even when I'm in that situation too, I almost feel like I can't really say anything to help them because I feel like that's going to create more attention to the situation instead of just like the person can hurry up and recover. And everyone can get back to the normal flow of things as quickly as possible. Right. But if you stop and you start asking them questions and also not only do they have to like pick themselves up and clean themselves up, they've got to respond to you and, and say, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. Or they, you know? they might feel like indebted to you in some way and it kind of 
makes them feel awkward as well. Yeah, and maybe people were like trying not to look too much of this person falling over, but now when all of a sudden somebody else is like stopping to say something, then yeah. everyone's like, oh, what's going on over here? And yeah, and then it's causing like a whole fuss where that person probably doesn't really need that kind of attention because it just makes the situation worse. Right. Probably. And then just like uh, <clears throat> we were saying is maybe they'll feel like a little bit of indebted or something to this person. I guess, or, I guess yeah. that's probably how I would feel, I think. Like if I fell over like i don't think i'd want someone to help me up you know i'd want to just get up by myself because obviously if someone tries to help you up it's like maybe maybe you're not ready to get up but if someone's helping you oh you feel like you gotta get up you gotta get up right yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. the situation where i <clears throat> always help people and i think i almost always see people helping the person is when somebody drops like a lot of stuff like their purse or something yeah 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 and, like, they definitely coins go everywhere right makeup or something yeah on, on the subway i've seen that yeah. and everyone will quickly help to pick up yeah and stuff. yeah that I'd, I'd appreciate that definitely if you know if i dropped a load of things and people help me pick it up but yeah i think if if i fell down on the ground because also you don't know if um how bad the injury is maybe maybe you don't maybe you shouldn't move yeah i don't know yeah, well, is this article talking about, like, that situation where people aren't, like, helping these people to fall over and stuff? Or is it talking about something deeper than that? Like, yeah, like, are they, you know, this whole thing of being, like, super polite and kind, but how are they really feeling inside? Like, is it just this public persona that they're giving off? Like, do they genuinely care or they, they don't care? Right, exactly. Well, you know... <clears throat> Tatemai? Tatemai? Tatemai. What, is, what does that mean, tatemai? Tatemai, well, so there's honne and tatemai. And tatemai is basically like your uh, public persona, the kind of front that you put on out in public to help keep the peace in society. At least that's my understanding. Right, so it's all about like keeping the peace, right? Yeah. Keeping the group ha harmony. The wa. Yeah. The peace. Uh, and so, yeah, like you will, I mean... You kind of conform and act a certain way just to make sure that it doesn't like change the situation too much, you know. Uh, everybody can just kind of fall in line with what's supposed to be done. Like or how to behave. How to behave, yeah. yeah. Behaving as part of the group more so than as an individual. And uh, yeah, just like uh, it's pretty crazy because like you see some people who are a certain way, but when they're in front of other people, they're like super professional or like super kind or super as they say tene like very polite uh, in front of these people but then when they're not in front of that person they're like a completely different person so so good at acting that way you know do you experience that in your company quite a lot like you you, you know with co-workers how they have this you know have tatemai and then when you are with them personally like you go out drinking or whatever do they do they change well, that's the thing. Like, I think some people at our company, <clears throat> especially women, are, like, really good at it. Like, uh, yeah, I think, like, I probably don't know, like, the true, not just some of the women, but some of the men, too. I, I have no idea who they truly are. I feel like that, too. Yeah. yeah. But on the flip side, we have people that are the extreme. They're just like, man, can't you behave, like, a little bit <laughs> better? And this isn't just young people. This is, like, you know, senior people as well, you know. So this is them in a business situation and 
like out drinking like anywhere they're just the and same everywhere the same. Yeah. yeah and it's a little bit over the top and stuff you know yeah. so it's almost like they can't help i don't know though that might be their tanta minus just to be like over the top too much of who they are <laughs> it's like or their character or something yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but uh yeah i think uh especially like a lot of the women because you know like um i don't i hear certain people complain quite often i complain sometimes too about what's going on in the office but like barely ever hear women complain well that's not always true in like some private meetings and stuff they complain quite a bit but usually like never hear them complaining about anything they're very very professional about everything so you think they're just keeping it in oh i'm sure they are let loose to their husbands (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure they are yeah that guy burke man What about in work situations? I mean, I don't know if you're ever like in a work situation where there's not too many foreigners around, but uh, if you are, do you find yourself tending to act more Japanese than you probably are? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely like not speaking up about certain things. What about yeah. like uh, bowing a little bit more properly? Bowing, yeah, stuff. do a lot of bowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but I, yeah, I think in most of the jobs I've had, I don't really get treated like a Japanese person anyway. So I think there's a lot I can get away with. So, you know, I think I can be a bit more forward with things. I'd be a bit more direct with questions, not complaining so much, but, you know, phrasing a question in a way to be like it's a bit of a complaint you know how how to phrase it so not exactly complaining but just questioning and that's usually enough for them to realize oh he's not happy with this kind of thing yeah indirectly complaining yeah that's kind of japanese isn't it oh it's totally japanese (laughs) man yeah i think i think everyone kind of goes through a little bit of phases and like i'm kind of in one of those phases right now where like i'm purposefully like not bowing properly, <laughs> <laughs> like during morning meetings, just kind of like shaking my head a little bit. Oh, you define authority. Just you're a little bit. Being a bit of a rebel. <laughs> yeah. Not bowing as deep as yeah. you normally do. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, saying the greeting as loudly as I should. Not singing Not, not, singing not using mus at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rebel. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is, though, and, and maybe this is part of what we're talking about, but how about just like rude people rude japanese people or mean japanese people have you ever come across these people that strangers i'm not talking about like you know people that you've upset that you know or something yeah i i've seen it like i've seen people being rude to other japanese people like especially taxi drivers taxi drivers are kind of quite rude to their customers sometimes but to me i i think my the thing is i don't think my japanese is good enough to realize if they're being rude or not by yourself. Well, I'm just trying to think if I've ever had like confrontations and stuff. And I have had confrontations, but <clears throat> I mean, there was one time I was like at a supermarket and, uh, what was going on, man? I was like standing around the bentos or something. And, uh, like I, one guy, like an old guy was there with somebody else. And he was like kind of pointing at stuff, uh, in the bentos. And I like went to reach for a bento and I like bumped into his uh, hand, like my hand bumped his hand and he just like switched on. He got like really upset. He's like, why are you bumping in my hand or something, man? How, like, how old is he? Is that really old? Uh, he's probably like in his late sixties or something. Yeah. It's an old OG son or something. And I was just kind of like, it was like late after work and stuff. And I was just like, what? Like I, I didn't 
really understand why Kawhi was getting upset. And I didn't really even want to like say anything to deal with the situation. So I was like, ignored him. And even though he was like yelling at me, like standing right next to me, and I just like grabbed my bento and like walked away, you know? Cause I mean, did you, give him, did you give him a look? Like a well, look like what something? was I going to do? He's like this old OG son. And that, this was like, this was actually a long time ago. So my Japanese probably wasn't good enough to say too much back to him, anyways. And, uh, but then walking around the store and everything, I was like, kind of like, man, this guy was like kind of rude and just kind of like, getting riled getting myself riled up and upset about it so then like afterwards uh went to like the uh, cash register and like bought my stuff and he was like there too like uh bagging his things and i like, went up and i stood like right next to him again and started bagging like my stuff next to him. and he got mad again he's like why are you buying me why are you standing next to me you know? so he did that on purpose yeah yeah just to wind like, him you know, up yeah because there wasn't anything else i could do about it and i was kind of like man i can't just let this go but i can't really do anything because it's like old man and, and i don't know what his situation is why i was so upset you're visiting japan don't expect everyone that comes to speak to you on the street to be kind and friendly so you know there are some scammers out there and have you ever been scammed back in japan uh i have not but i've heard quite a bit about these things especially like targeting elderly people or whatever yeah but. well there, there's a uh, there's an article I found, Top Scams in Japan. Top scam, Scams in Japan. Yeah. What do you think? I'll tell you, there are, there are six. There are six scams in Japan. Let's see if you can name any of those six. What do you think? Well. The top, some of the top scams in Japan. This has got to be in there, and I don't know how specific this list is that you found, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, that... I don't think this is in any particular order. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, telephone scams, is that on there anywhere? Yeah, the ore ore fraud. Ore I, ore. I don't know. What, what is exactly is that? Where where they call, uh, cold call random people. Usually they target older people, mm -hmm. um, especially like pensioners or something, and they pretend to be like a a grandchild or a, or a son or a daughter that that's, you know, in trouble, that needs money. Um, pretend to be them and they get them to withdraw money and send them money to their bank account. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's on there. Yeah. So they're trying to be one of these, this person's own grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they don't, they don't say their name or anything. They just cold called and just, Oh, it's your grandchild. Hmm. I know I'm in trouble. I need this money. Huh. And some people fall for it, you know? Right. Yeah. Because, yeah well, I hear it's pretty big. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So that, that's, uh, yeah, that's one. Yeah. Uh, so this is specific, like people doing it to other people. So it's not like credit card scam. No, no. This is actually, yeah, doing it to Way people. Way people scam. Yeah, people. and and like that yeah. one, what we just mentioned is done to people that live in Japan, but a lot of these are done to tourists. Oh, really? Yeah. So the rest of these on this list are done to tourists. Uh, I've probably heard of some of these. I can't think of any of them right now, but I definitely remember seeing something about scams on tourists. Can you give me any hints? All right. Uh, restaurant. At a restaurant? Yeah. Just like overcharging people or something? Yeah, but how do they overcharge them? How did, Oh, so it's like some specific way of overcharging them? Mm. Well, obviously it's not like with tips. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a huge thing, but once you kind of think about it, well, like it's quite uh, common seating fees or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, seating fees. <clears throat> um, what is that? What is the seating fee? 
in Japanese? No. Like, oh. Like, what do they do? Oh. Well, they just tell you to get into the place. You've got to pay a seating fee. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. They usually give you something, though, right? Like a, like oh, a like snack. Oh, like some kind of, uh, yeah, what's it called? Otoshidama? Yeah. yeah. Otoshidama? Otoshidama. I think that's the that's thing at New Year's what uh, you give to the... Uh, to the young children. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> uh, what's it called? I can't really think of it. I can't think of it. So we'll just call it Toshidama. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, like, yeah, sometimes they don't even tell you that it's a table charge. So sometimes they'll just put like a plate of or a small bowl of something, some kind of snack or dish. And if you touch it, I think if you, even if you don't touch it, you get charged for it, right? Mm. Yeah. So that is your seating charge right there, what they've put in front of you. So don't think it's a free snack, but they're going to charge for it anyway, so you might as well eat it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just know that you're paying for it. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. In restaurants, um, okay. Uh, and anyone, anything else you can think of? Something about... Are these in restaurants too? Uh, drinks. Something bars. About, so, oh, well, you mean like watered-down drinks or something? No, something about bit more serious than that you mean like roofies something like that yeah. oh really yeah oh they're like you mean like they're getting people really messed up so they could keep you know i'm talking about like to the point where they're like take their wallet or something yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. really yeah yeah exactly in japan yeah. yeah oh man and and even um yeah basically getting them so drunk that they will, yeah, steal, steal your money so you pass out of the bar. Or pass out of the yeah. bar. Yeah. And then even uh, get you kind of drunk so then they can take advantage of you and then de- demand more money from you. Um, and then um, even aggressively, you know, take you to like an ATM or something. Yeah, so you oh, can make empty you cash. Money, really? Yeah. Yeah. This has got to be like certain areas or certain establishments only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like probably dodgy areas in um tokyo somewhere maybe yeah this isn't gonna be Red like light districts yeah it's not gonna be like your chain yakitori place yeah, yeah yeah but also well or i don't know maybe there was a i mean this um this drinks not it wasn't really a drink scam but it was a, a bar scam that a friend friends of ours they had a an incident a while ago long time ago i think i think it was in tokyo and they got asked to come like from the street they got asked to come into this bar and then when they bought the drinks there was no price list on the menu and they were drinking i think there was like five or six of them or something and then when the bill came it was like a ridiculous amount it was crazy and they tried to make them pay and you know the guys like we're not paying for this this is ridiculous and these guys were like these were big guys like our, our, our friends yeah our friends were but big okay. guys tough dudes as well they're like you know did martial arts and they're like, no, we're not paying you know what are we can do about it and then uh, the bar manager just picked up a phone and down comes a lift and like six big uh six big maybe even black guys just came out and was like you know you're gonna pay and then our friends were like we're not gonna pay you know yeah, we'll, we'll take you guys on. Oh, really? But then the lift comes down again. Oh, and, there's, <laughs> and there's another, like, six more dudes. Oh, wow. And then they're like, all right, we're going to have to pay. So then they, they ended up paying. 
Yeah, so there's like there's like scams like that. This was down in Tokyo. This was down in Tokyo. Yeah, it must have been somewhere in Roppongi. Or yeah, or yeah. Of this was like yeah. a long time ago, but I've heard of places like that. So you know, if if you get invited from scouts off the street going into a bar, you know, make sure you talk about prices before you go in. At least look at menus, stuff like that. Especially if you're getting called into the bar. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's always people like trying to get you into places, and I think you should probably avoid those kind of people, right? Yeah. I mean, have you ever, you know, been approached by people off the street to go into places? Well, especially in Roppongi, it happens a lot. Uh, the Nigerians, yeah, the Nigerians trying to get you into. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of funny because uh, sometimes you just get to chatting with them, and then you're like, "Hey, where are you from?" And then they'll say like New York or Brooklyn or something, but it's like completely heavy, you know. I, I guess there are people in Brooklyn from Nigerian stuff, but obviously these guys are are from Africa. But uh, yeah, coming uh, across as like Black Americans or something, but uh, yeah, so that's one. The scams in Tokyo at the bars. Yeah, I'm not sure if that has. I don't know of any of it happening in Sapporo before, but I know like a lot of people try to get you into mainly restaurants that they're they're a bit more harmless. You know, there's just like regular people trying to get you into karaoke and restaurants. But I think when it comes to bars, I think you got to be a bit more wary. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. There's definitely it's not like it is in Tokyo. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that try to take you to like uh, establishments and stuff, female establishments and everything. Oh, like the late night kind of ladies' places. Yeah, they're always well. That's actually one scam that does happen in Suskino. Is they're like, "Oh, are you looking for a place to go? Here, I have a map," and then they'll try to give you a map, and they're like, "Oh, I can take you to you. Where do you want to do? You want to go to drink? You want to go to karaoke? I'll take you to a nice place." And then I'll take you, and then I'll end up being like some kind of girls' establishment or something. And if you get drawn in, I don't know what happens, but maybe you end up getting a lot of money. You have to pay for stuff and everything. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've have you been approached by those guys? Because it seems like they approach foreigners a lot. Like if I'm with my Western friends, you know, I always hear like just some Japanese guys saying, "Oh, you want you want sex? You want you want ladies?" Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. And then that gets everyone's attention immediately. Oh, what were you talking about? Yeah. But then you know that that's probably going to be a scam. Yeah, well, you can tell by their the way they're dressed and stuff. Usually yeah, because it's, a, shady. it's illegal anyway. Yeah. Right, so it's yeah. going to be at some dodgy place. Um, I've I've never I've never gone with those. I don't trust it. But I've heard of people, you know, because they, they have – there's one scam where they'll take you to a place – with these ladies but they'll show you pictures of the ladies before and then they'll make you choose a girl from those pictures but then once they take you to that place and then you're in you don't get to see the girl until you're actually in the room and then it's a completely different woman like an old lady or something or someone that's not very attractive definitely not the person that you chose on the picture then you can't get out and then you can't get out yeah. yeah and then you either have to pay or, you know, if one, because once you're in those places, I think they have some kind of security and it's usually underground, um, probably run by yakuza's or something, um, cause it's not legal. And yeah, so be very careful with guys that approach you about services for ladies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've not fallen for that. I don't know if you have, Berg. No, no. Unfortunately, not. <laughs> <laughs> I might try. <laughs> 
but uh yeah so that was that was another one um i think those are the main ones there was one uh i read it was called the the beggar scam the beggar scam. the beggar scam yeah <clears throat> so this is um as you walk along the street a beggar typically an old or pregnant woman will catch your attra- attention and try to guilt you into giving them your loose change but on the surface you know it doesn't seem that bad but usually there's someone nearby who's watching you and they see where you keep your wallet so then they know where your wallet is and then they come and pickpocket you later on this is japan yeah this is uh, this is japan yeah man this sounds like you know gypsy stuff <laughs> yeah. uh, i think i think sapporo is a lot safer than uh, than other major cities in japan yeah, yeah. well I, I, there's definitely places that are not as safe in sapporo like i don't know Unfortunately, Nakajima Koen, which is a really great park, but they say like women aren't supposed to, because we were thinking about getting a place down there, but they really <clears throat> discourage like women from obviously walking through Nakajima Park late at night and stuff. But, uh, man, I didn't really know that there was like these, uh, pickpocket scams yeah, yeah. and stuff going on. In Japan. Yeah, this article is kind of quite recent as well. It's actually, um, September, September 6th. So written about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. In general, I would be pretty like thrown off or like what the heck is going on if a Japanese pregnant woman was like coming up to me asking for money because I've just never seen it before. Mm. But I guess especially if I'm a tourist or something, yeah, I wouldn't really know the better anyways and probably feel bad or do something and yeah. make a mistake somehow. Yeah, there was there was another one that was on this list as well. Um, for tourists to be aware of is yeah i'm not sure how i definitely have not experienced this before so taxi it's called the drop and swap Mm. right so taxi drivers waiters or shopkeepers will accidentally drop your change on the floor oh really yeah and then they will exchange it with something that's you know either not real or something that's considerably less yeah and it says this is somewhat common in japan but also throughout asia Wait, so you, they drop the change they're going to give back to you? Yeah. And then what do they do? And then give you something less or than what it is or oh, maybe really? fake money or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Well. don't know how easy that is to pull off, though, unless they have, like, fake money prepared already. Yeah. 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 Taxi drivers, man. I mean, I, the thing is, I, n- I never actually check my change, like, from. Oh, hardly ever do. Yeah, yeah. I just trust people. Even maybe. though they're always, like. Yeah, tell you to check it right <laughs> yeah Here's maybe, maybe i've got like a bunch of fake change at home <laughs> yeah, exactly well i don't know i think i've been using all of mine so i've yeah. just been putting it back into circulation and everything but yeah. yeah so yeah those are the those are the main scams yeah so you know japan is a very safe and you know kind a lot of kind people around but there's also some not so kind people as in every country you go to or every place you go to so yeah just be aware when you travel to japan and be aware of these scams um i think yeah the the ori ori one like if you live here i think as a young person you're probably not really going to fall for that but if you have older relatives Maybe, yeah, they, they should know about it. Now it's been like one of the most common scams for a long time. Yeah. Well, you hear about it a lot because especially like a lot of elderly people, uh, may tend to even have a lot of cash, uh, or like, yeah, they just have a lot of savings, obviously. You know, when you rent apartments 
and they add on a lot of these extra fees. Do you think that's that's a bit of a scam as well, right? Like the cleaning fee, the the moving out cleaning fee, this extra deodorizing fee. Mm. You think that that's a bit of a scam, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's considered upselling or not, but uh, um, yeah. I mean, I I fortunately haven't had too many of those experiences. I remember you talking before that you've had some problems with that in the past. Um, but definitely, I mean, just the fact that it's so arbitrary mm. what they can charge for, yeah, should yeah. be a little bit more standardized. Yeah, I, I think I think there is a standardized list that you know, that's recommended that uh, tenants should follow or rent renters should follow. But I think it's down to the discretion of um, the estate agent. And then you just have to read the contract and then agree or disagree of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know, you know, there was that big scam, not scam, but scandal that with Upper Man Shop about the spray cans. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Were you talking about that before? Yeah, I yeah. think so. When they had the, the big explosion. Right. Yeah, so there was a big, big explosion in Sapporo. Like, when was that? Last summer or something? Yeah, like? maybe last fall. And what, what was happening? They were keeping all the aerosol cans? Yeah, they were keeping all the aerosol cans, which were used to deodorize apartments, and they were charging uh, Ichiman Yen, which is, what, $100? So they were charging people that moved in to have their apartment deodorized and they were using these cans to do deodorizing. But the thing was they weren't actually using the cans. So they just stored the cans in one place or this one estate agent. And then because they stored them all, there was one guy that was basically emptying all those cans into just into the air or into the building where he was. And he had like hundreds of cans and then, they just blew up. Yeah, there was a massive explosion, and he survived. He survived the thing. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I, I, but I don't even understand that because, like, if they're going to empty them anyways, why don't they actually spray the apartment? Right. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It's so, I mean, it's, it's so it's like ridiculous. Yeah, it's taken lazy to a new level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's almost like maybe someone found out that they weren't using them and. Maybe he had to get rid of him or something, uh, like empty him out to show that he was that maybe, they were empty. Yeah, maybe someone was onto him. Well, uh, they definitely got what was deserved because yeah. it was like a huge uh, event that happened in support and brought a lot of bad attention to them. So yeah, that that explosion was crazy, man. That was, that was like, down by your place. Yeah, right? that was uh, probably about ten blocks away from my place, but. Yeah. The house, our apartment, shook from the explosion. Right. And I thought. I thought just like some. I don't know, I get it. I'm not sure if I thought it was a bomb, but I thought it was like the beginning of an earthquake or something. Yeah. But the whole apartment just shook. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. And then, but that bomb that went off, it was like the the whole building went and Some, the, the yeah. restaurant next door was, yeah. was got blown up. Yeah. yeah. And that was like a local izakai that my girlfriend used to go to. So it was kind of lucky that, you know, there weren't too many people. And, and no one got hurt apart from the guy that, was undoing the can, unspraying the cans, and he, yeah, I'm surprised he survived. I think he just got away with some some burns. Hmm. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah, it sounds like maybe Japan isn't as safe. Uh, well, it's definitely as safe, I think, as the image it has. But that, I mean, I found out that there's obviously some dishonest people out there doing some dishonest things. So, especially travelers, I think people that are here 
might be a little bit more wise to certain things and people are just visiting but if you are visiting then people definitely need to be careful yeah sometimes. yeah but yeah i think there's always yeah, some dodgy people around so always be on your wits everyone all right well i think it's about that time so uh, thank you very much uh, for tuning in and uh, of course as always please keep checking us out on social media and uh, leave us a rating and a review on apple podcast which is used to be itunes but is now apple podcast apparently but everyone still knows it, knows it as itunes anyway so yeah and uh thanks for all the support and we'll see everyone again next time thanks thanks <laughs>